Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Tomorrowland entrance. You can see guests walking under the People Mover, and you can see both buildings for Circle Vision, America the Beautiful, and Adventures Through Inner Space. And in the far back, you can see the Tomorrowland rocket jets. On the back it reads, Tomorrowland Entrance, a breathtaking look into the future lies ahead for guests about to visit Disneyland's new Tomorrowland. The mysterious realms of uncharted scientific frontiers spring to life along with new and radical forms of transportation, For coming generations, here is a preview of Tomorrow's World Today. It's not postmarked and was likely sent in an envelope. I assume they visit the park after 1967. There's no addressee or any specific information on the back. It reads, This is just a couple miles from Knott's Berry Farm. I'm going to my best tool supplier near here today. This is about 65 miles from Bush Gardens and Motel Highway. Los Angeles is about 400 miles from San Jose. A must on your visit. Last week's episode, I mentioned the Dancing Man of Disneyland, and this week, we'll investigate the creation of this character. In the early days of Disney Imagineering, even before it was called WED, a handful of artists worked together on projects for Walt, either for the future park or for the studio. In an article for eTicket Magazine, Imagineer Harriet Burns, who I discuss on episode 39 of this podcast, called it the Oddball Department. One of the projects was designated as Project Little Man. Project Little Man was a 9-inch tall man that could move without exterior wires or strings. It was built with the help of many different people, including Waithel Rogers, who worked on the internal mechanisms, Krista Dora, who hand-sculpted the Little Man, Fred Yeager, who worked on the drapery, and even Walt, who helped build the stage. When it was completed, the entire mechanism fit in a case the size of a phone booth. All the animatronics were housed in the Little Man's body, and other technical requirements filled the phone booth-sized case. This project started in 1951, and well before Disneyland was a full concept. One of the early ideas to bring in an animatronic like the Little Man was the possible Disneyland expansion known as International Street. The thought was to have an animatronic Confucius in one of the restaurants in the Chinatown section of International Street. Although this never came to fruition, the animatronic grew into larger forms like Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, the Enchanted Tiki Room, and the Country Bear Jamboree. Project Little Man didn't make its way into the park as an interactive, coin-operated machine. As I mentioned last week, in Teddy Barra's Swinging Arcade, there was a coin-op machine with a country bear. 
you could insert a coin into the machine and push buttons to make the bear dance around. Similar machines are still in the park today. There's a Pinocchio version in the Penny Arcade on Main Street, and a Toy Story version with Woody dancing in the Frontierland Mercantile. I hope the original Little Man is somewhere in the Disney archives. Do you know what's great to put on a special greeting card? Vintage stamps from Enfield Post. Be sure to check out the special Sunday sales at EP Sunday Sale on Instagram. It's a great way to add a little bit of flair to a birthday card, holiday card, or a postcard. That's EP Sunday Sale on Instagram, or you can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D. P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a horse-drawn fire wagon leaving the Disneyland Fire Department. You can see Walt's apartment above, and on the far left you can see a few guests on a park bench. On the back it reads chemical wagon. Visitors answer the alarm on the horse and chemical wagon, which leaves regularly from Main Street Station in Disneyland. It's postmarked October 7, 1968, with an Anaheim cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, October 6th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 76 and a low of 60. It's addressed to a Miss Anna Lewis, of Oakland, California. It reads, Hello, Anna. Just thought I would drop a card and say hello. It's quite a thrill to ride on the wagon. The kids get quite a kick out of it. It's better than always walking. Mamie Metz. Since it's been announced that the French market in New Orleans Square will be reimagined, rethemed, and renamed to Tiana's Palace, I went through my vintage Disneyland maps to look at some of the history from the original restaurant. The French market opened with New Orleans Square in 1966. At the time, New Orleans Square was only shops and restaurants, as Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion wouldn't open until 1967 and 1969, respectively. The 1966 map lists the French market with a price range of 25 cents to $1.75 and describes the menu with Louisiana fried chicken, barbecue beef and ham sandwiches, and entrees, seafood specialties, salads, desserts, beverages, and a children's menu. The 1967 map, one year later, has similar descriptions, but the price range changed to $0.50 to $1.80. The next year, the maximum price increased 10 more cents. Through the mid-70s, the French market remained the same. The price ranges were removed from the Disneyland maps by 1970. In 1977, the restaurant listing included a bit more detail and added fried shrimp, spare ribs, and stuffed bell peppers to the menu description. The 1980s maps simplified the description to read Buffeteria Service for Lunch and Dinner, Southern-style entrees, salads, hot sandwiches, and desserts. The late 80s and early 90s maps highlight live entertainment available throughout the day. Looking at my 1993 Disneyland map, there's a specific edition of Prime Rib and Chef's Daily Specials being added to the dinner menu options. For the last 20 years, the menu has remained the same, offering chicken, sandwiches, salads, and desserts. I hope the retheming only enhances the menu, as it is one of my favorite places to get a meal, and I also hope that some of the original design elements are kept as subtle nods to its history.
This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow RussRomano2021 on Instagram. My incoming postcard has the Peacock Throne and Throne Room from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's postmarked October 22nd, 2022, with the San Francisco at boba.postcards SFPC meetup third anniversary cancel and a round barn forever postcard postage stamp, Scott number 5546. It reads, 10-24-22, the original badass chair pre-Game of Thrones. Be well, Greg. Thank you so much for the postcard. An amazing postmark, Greg. Greg's a friend from Art Throwdown and is an amazing postcard sender. Whether it's great postcards, a cool stamp, or, like this postcard, a specific postmark. I looked at the postcard club that meets twice a year at a boba shop in San Francisco, and they had a special cancel made for their third anniversary. The postmark has a smiley face boba holding a small cake with three candles. Also holding the cake is a smiley face postcard. I know you can have special postmarks made for events and anniversaries. I wish Disneyland would work with their local post office to offer this when the park or attractions have milestone anniversaries. Even having one for Disney 100 for this year would be amazing and a great way to timestamp the year of mail that will be sent for the park. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.